Thanks for tuning into Upward Way Podcast. If you're looking to be spiritually blessed, moved, and inspired, there is no doubt you are in the right place. On our show, guests recount their encounter with Christ and how their lives have been transformed through the grace and love of God. And now, please welcome our host. The Bible says only those who have clean hands and pure hearts will enter the kingdom. So Lord, help me to be pure. Lord, I want to give you glory for all the things in you have done. You've been so good and kind to me. You're my father and I'm your son. So I want to give you thanks, praise, adoration for your grace. You've been so good and kind to me. I want to bow and seek your face. I want to be pure, help me be clean. Take my life, oh Lord, transform me. I want to be pure, got to be clean. Hello and welcome to Upward Way. I am your host, Marlon Walters. My guest today serves as a senior pastor of the Wilhelmere and Emmanuel Seventh-day Adventist churches in Orlando, Florida. He is also a songwriter, gospel recording artist, musician, radio host, and importantly, a servant of God. Pastor Jovan White, welcome to the Upward Way. Thank you so much, Marlon. It's great to be here and to share on this wonderful platform. You know, many persons are you know, locked in their homes. Some persons are quarantined. But, you know, I said to my church family recently, though the devil wanted COVID-19 to be that pandemic for evil, God is turning everything around for his good because there are so many podcasts, so many virtual platforms where persons are hearing the word of God. They're hearing the gospel. And so this pandemic has even propelled the gospel message to go so much farther than it has ever been. So I'm so, so happy, super happy to be here with you on the upward way. What a powerful theme, the upward way. Thank you so much. I must first say thanks for taking time out of your schedule to share with us today. No problem, man. It's my pleasure. My listeners, I hope you enjoyed listening to the track that was played just before we got started. That was just a snippet of one of Pastor White songs. Later in the interview, he will share with us how he got started into the gospel recording industry. Could you now just walk us along your faith journey? Well, you know, it's so interesting. God has been so good to me in my in my Christian part, in Christian walk. You know, the Bible says we rest not against flesh and blood. Ephesians 6 verse 12, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places. This Christian pathway, this Christian journey that I have been been on, I can truly testify. I have seen the devil face to face. I have seen the, the different trials and valleys just like anybody else. But God has proven faithful through it all. I can definitely say I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. So basically, you know, I'm a pastor's child. My father is a pastor. My mom is an educator. I'm a fourth generation Adventist, grew up in church. But um, there was a time in my life when after high school, 
I was trying to figure out where was God leading my life? Where is my purpose? I was thinking of doing law, being a lawyer or being an attorney. Um, but I reflected and said, if I wanted to do criminal law, I would, I would have to tell a lot of lies. May, I may have to tell a lot of lies to defend um, these, these guys or persons I would be, I'd be helping. You know, if you're a criminal law, you know, person is really guilty. You have to kind of prove them innocent. So I said, this would be, you know, compromise my faith. So I went to Michael College. Michael Teachers College is a college in Jamaica where I'm from um, originally. And I decided to be a teacher. But while at Michael College, I got, I got you know, distracted in the world. Um, the partying, got caught up with some friends, and I was not living um, a balanced life. I was acting like a Christian on Sabbath, but I was not living the life that pleased God. And so this is where my faith was tested. One of the most interesting wake-up calls for me was when I, you know, I ventured out, followed some friends to a, to a party, you know, down, downtown, and, you know, one of my best friends he used to be in the church and he was pulling me out, but I was trying to get him back in. And let me tell you, let me talk to my young people who are listening and persons, don't you ever try to try to be in the devil's camp and in the Lord's camp at the same time. You, you can't be on either. You have to be all the way with Jesus or all the way with the devil. God wants a wholehearted sacrifice. And just quickly, Marlon, when I went to that party, we were you know, having a good time. He was drinking and so forth. While having a good time, there was a Don man, or we call them era leaders. We call them Dons in Jamaica, era leaders. Um, he was watching my friend. My friend was dancing one of his girls. He got very upset, sent a guy to, to, to take my friend's life, stabbed him and shot him, right in cold blood. And the party got, you know, of course, it was all ended. People started to scatter and run, run all over the place. But I, I saw my friend fall to the ground, and the guy was about to look to me to shoot me. But God saved my life. He decided not to do it. And everybody started to run away. When we finally got my friend to the hospital, unfortunately, he died. But that was a wake-up call because I'm saying to myself, that could have been me. That could have been me next. God was waking me up. Unfortunately, my friend died. But through his death, it woke me up to the importance of finding back God. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6 and verse 33, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So God woke me up. That was a faith experience. That was the beginning of my recommitment to the Lord, being renewed, being refocused. I went back to church and gave my all to Jesus, asked God for forgiveness, and God led me to the ministry. When I left Teachers College, God opened up my eyes. I prayed and fasted, and God told me, you're going to be a pastor. Go to the ministry. One most important thing, Marlon, before I forget, while at NCU, where I met you at NCU, Northern Caribbean University or Adventist University in Jamaica, in my first year, I, you know, I was signed up for theology to, do, to become a pastor. Even then, I was not fully convinced, although God, you know, in my prayer, God revealed different experiences to, to prove his will. And we have to always remember as Christians, our will is not God's ways. Our plan is not always God's purpose. We have to yield to God's will and God's purpose. And so God sent a lady to come to NCU. Didn't know me, but she found me because she got it in a vision that God told her to find me and tell me that the path I am on to ministry is where he wanted me to be. It couldn't get any better than that. That's walk by faith, not by sight. The lady didn't know me, but she got a, a name. She had a name. God gave her a name. And she phoned the name, called around, phoned me at NCU, and told me by faith that I'm supposed to be on this road. 
She said, young man, you're discouraged, you're confused, you may not be sure about the path you're on, but this is the path you should stay on. That is remarkable. And since yes, you're yes. on the, the, the matter of God speaking, you know, God speaks to us in so many different ways. But what are some of the, would say, avenues or method that he used when he communicates to you? You just shared one. But what other mediums has he been using over the years? Right. One of the most powerful ways that God can speak to us is through his word. You know, the Bible says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God uses his word. And the more you feast on the word and you, are, and you go in a meditative mode or a meditative mood where God can talk with you, you listen, you read the word and you prayerfully listen to hear his voice. He can speak to you. He also speaks to us through songs, you know, through music. You know, sometimes in our darkest moments, God sends a song. God sends a word, a messenger, a preacher, a speaker to give you a word at church when you go to church or in a religious setting in due season. And that word is the word that confirms what you're supposed to do. And in my case, God also sends spiritual people who are connected to him to bring the word to you. Amen. Amen. Earlier, we listened to a snippet of your song. Yes. And you are not only just a pastor, you are a musician. And I could also add that you are a self taught musician in, in, in some way. So how do you actually pursue spiritual growth? Because many persons, they are investing so much energy into their careers, into everything else, but they neglect you know, that spiritual dimension. How do you actively pursue spiritual growth? Yes, spiritual growth is something that we all wrestle with as Christians. You know, We always want to acclaim to a higher level in Christ. And sometimes persons need to remember that it's not by your works you're saved. It's not by your works you're affirmed or by your works you shall grow. It's through faith in Christ Jesus. Yes, by, by thy fruits you shall know them. By the kind of faith you exercise, it will be revealed in your life. But it's so important for spiritual growth to allow God to do his will in your life. You know, don't try to wrestle with God. That's the first thing. Allow God to do what he needs to do. Not I, but Christ who dwells within me. You know, as, as the song says, you are the potter, I am the clay. So that's the first thing, which we call sanctification, allowing God to work in us and to do what he needs to do. Like the potter and the clay, let him work on your clay, on your life. When you, when you are pliable in the God's hands, when you, are, when you allow God to take your life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee, then he is in a better position to guide you into spiritual growth and formation. After you have allowed God to take your life, then you try to be more in his presence. What are some of the things that allows you to grow in his presence? The word of God, you know, spiritual songs and spiritual hymns, being around friends who are at a spiritual level that would help you to grow, to, help, to hold you accountable. Uh, you know, as a counselor, I always talk to persons about a support system. What's your support system? You know, I was preaching my church family, uh, Marlon, and I was telling them that you have to be careful of your circles because some of your circles that you're in may not help you spiritually to grow. Some persons in 2021, you may have to delete from your phone because they're toxic people. They're they are of a negative uh, purpose. You may have to get rid of some of the circles that you're in, some of the friends and contacts that you have. They may still be your friends, but they're not in your immediate circle. There's a book called The People Factor where the author says, some of our friends, they hinder our spiritual growth and hinder us from going into God's purpose. 
you have two categories of friends. Some are armor bearers and some are pall bearers. <laughs> armor bearers will lift you up. You know, when you're falling, they'll pray for you. They will guide you into God's presence. They'll help you in the word. They will lift you up spiritually. But pallbearers, they carry it to your grave. They're, they're pulling you down, you know, into the valley. Armor bearers want to lift you up into the mountain. Um, pallbearers want to carry it to your grave. And so it's so important to be careful of your, your immediate circle of friends and ensure that they too are spiritually connected to God. You can't overemphasize the importance of that circle of friends. Uh, mm -hmm. Here in Japan, we would say having a community. So mm -hmm. that's really important. And I mean, right, I wouldn't right. mind you saying it just another time, just for emphasis. Yes, sake. yes, we need to have a circle of friends. Know your circle of friends and make sure the ones that you have in your immediate circles are armor bearers. They will lift you up. That community of friends who love the Lord just as much as you are, love the Lord. They are passionate about growing spiritually. They love the word. They love spiritual things. And they feast and search and thirst after righteousness. Those are the people who you should have in your immediate circle. Uh, brilliant. Uh, I'm just going to segue a little into your journey and just asking you to share, you know, well, before I do that, we met at um, during our undergraduate years at Northern Caribbean University. And yes, we did. Being that, you know, bass singer in that group. Yeah, baritone bass. <laughs> right. But <laughs> that maybe was, you know, just enjoying yourself and enjoying serving God. But maybe a little over two years ago, you actually got, would say, serious into now being a gospel recording artist. So what was the journey or what was it that led you along that path? My musical journey, you know, it started from a tender age of six, seven. My mother went to Endamali um, Music School. That's a, a notable school in the Caribbean. It's located in Jamaica where she studied music. And uh, because of the musical background that she studied, we as children had to follow suit in finding and learning about music. So she sent my brother and I to be formally trained in classical music for piano. So I was taught to play the piano, but the saxophone I taught myself and the violin, I was also sent to music school for that. And so, you know, I was always into musical instruments, not very keen on singing. I would sing in choirs and groups, um, at NCU, I sang in groups, you know, um, the God has blessed me in the, in the capacity of learning harmonies. You know, acapella music is all about harmonies. So sometimes I may be leading a song or I'm singing second tenor or I sing baritone or I'm singing bass. Most persons know me for bass baritone in, in, in acapella groups. But as I, as I grew older, in 2018, God told me it's time for you to take your musical, your musical ministry seriously and to merge it with your pastoral ministry. Because the fact of the matter is not everybody will be will take the gospel in preaching. Some persons, you can only reach them in a song. Not everybody will come to your church to hear you preach. But if you can write a song, produce a song, and send that song out in the, dig the digital platforms, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Apple Play, on YouTube, on Facebook, send out that song on the social media platforms. Persons can be impacted all across the world by the music ministry. So... Incidentally, before 2018, when I left NCU in 20, 2009, I was into the pastoral ministry, got employed 2010 in Kingston, Jamaica. That's in um, the capital of our country, our small island. You know, I was preaching around, but there was an experience that came up. A lot of part of maybe 2012 there, but I was preaching in, in a place called Christiana in, in Jamaica. And um, 
through that experience, we baptized 20 people that night. That particular night I was preaching and we had baptism and we closed off that crusade. Um, in that particular night, we baptized over 20 people. And so, you know, as an evangelist, you're feeling very happy about yourself. And, and sometimes, let me say this to persons who are listening, sometimes in your highest moments of triumph in your Christian life, don't get too comfortable. The devil will try to hit you down back in the valley. But it's in the valley that God restores your soul. Don't run away from your valley moments. Don't curse God in your valley moments because the valley moments teach you faith. The valley moments teach you, teach you courage. They teach you to trust in God. Job, Job was in his valley moment. Job lost everything. But Job said, even though worms may eat my body, I'm going to wait till my change come. And when Job's change came, he was blessed double fold, twofold. Yeah, so I left crusade, drove down to my house that same night. It was way after 11, because of a good little journey back to Mandeville. And um, all the lights were out, you know, all the lights were out in the community I was in. For some reason, the streets lights weren't working that night, and I was concerned. But I had the car lights on, drove up in my driveway. Now, where I lived in Albion, there are houses all around. There's my house, but to, my, to the right of me, there are different neighbors in that particular vicinity, close vicinity. There were persons. And so after 11, most persons were off to bed. It was dark. I opened my gate. The car lights are on. Went back to my car door to enter back into my car to drive the car up in the, in the driveway. Upon reaching the, the, the car and opening the door, two gunmen came out of the bushes. It's very dark. I didn't see anything. But they came out suddenly out of the bushes and put a gun to my head. One put a gun to my head. One was trying to get my car keys and my laptop bag. But in that moment, it's as if I saw my life flash in front of me. It was like death confronted me. I know you asked me what led me to my music ministry. That's where I'm heading. It was this testimony of God delivering me. The gunman had the gun to my head. I remembered it. And imagine seeing death in front of you. Imagine seeing your life flash. But in that moment, though I was a little bit scared, I remember the Holy Spirit said to me in a split second, didn't you just preach that God is your refuge and strength? Didn't you just preach, pastor, that no weapons formed against you shall prosper? You are a pastor. Believe in the word that you preach. <laughs> Believe in the word that you preach. And the Holy Spirit said, just plead the blood. And I said, the blood of Jesus is against you. And I kept on shouting it louder while he had the gun to my head. He laughed and said, I'm going to die today. He clicked that gun and nothing came out. God blocked the bullet. Hallelujah, somebody. God blocked the bullet. And when he recognized that the gun was jammed, he was shocked. And I could push him away and I shouted out louder. The other gunman began to run away. And he was also running with the other gunman. By that time, my neighbors came out. They saw what was happening and they were running after them. You know, in the country, everybody have their machetes and their, their different tools. They grabbed all kind of stuff because they're going to find this, these guys. But unfortunately, they did not catch these two gunmen. But I remember the other gunman, he was trying to shoot back in, in retaliation. But God also blocked that bullet. And it just shows that God is a very present help in a time of trouble. And I remember hearing one of the gunmen say, this guy is an obia, you know, he's an obia pastor in the Jamaican, Jamaican language. He's an obia pastor, obia pastor, meaning I am in, I'm in witchcraft. witchcraft. Yes, yeah, witchcraft. They, they thought I was in witchcraft because in their mind, the guns jammed and the guns were loaded. But God, it was God himself who saved me. And the, the text that comes to mind is Proverbs 18 
and verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to and is saved. And I say, praise the Lord. I feel like preaching, but I'm not really praise. So, Brother Marlon, through that experience, God led me to write songs. I just had a season where God was just leading me to write. He said, write songs, write these songs to testify of all these experiences, to testify and to uplift. So my music is really Christian worship. It's message music. It's more for the soul. It's more to uplift um, and to help persons in the respective seasons that they're in spiritually to find God and to seek after him. It's a very passionate song, running after God, trying to seek God, falling down, but getting back up again. You know, so yeah, it was through that experience. And funny enough, three years after that, I was preaching on a crusade and one of the same gunmen, he got locked up. He told me he got locked up. He phoned me and said, Pastor, I was the one who held you up. I was shocked. I was so shocked. Imagine that. The same gunman that was trying to kill me some years ago. He got locked up. He got, he told me he got locked up for position of firearm and, you know, and robbery. And he got locked up, did his time, came out. But in prison, he found God because in his mind, he was saying, I need to learn more about this God who blocked a gun that was loaded. He said, your God blocked this gun that was loaded and it mesmerized his mind. He said, I must know this man. I must know this Jesus. I must know this God. And he found God in prison and he came out and he became a seven-day Adventist. And he's, he's now a deacon in the church of God. There's no secret. There is no secret what God can do. What a mighty God we serve. Before I get back to your musical journey, based on this absorbing experience, what is your message to individuals who may be averse or may be uncomfortable to ministering individuals who we would consider the indigent in society in terms of the prisoners or even to individuals in hospital? What is your message to these individuals? Never give up on a soul. Never give up on a soul. I would say to persons, Jesus came to seek and to save them which were lost. That's what the Bible says. And Luke's gospel speaks about the, the powerful commission that speaks about the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to those who are brokenhearted, to preach the everlasting gospel of liberty to those who are enslaved. And so I will say to persons in hospital ministry, in prison ministry, if you are thinking about meaningful ministry, helping those who are who need Christ in a very meaningful way. That's a powerful way. In the hospital, for, exa for example, you know, many, many pastors are chaplains and the persons who are doctors and, you know, um, LPNs or RN nurses. You have a powerful message to share in that particular moment while you're ministering to persons physically, healing them, administering medicine and medical care. That's the best time to talk to somebody because on that hospital bed, that person is thinking all kinds of things and, and life is confronting them. Life and death is confronting them. And God may be sending you to speak life into them, to, to, to seek after their salvation in finding Jesus before they die, before they die, to make it right with God. And there are many doctors and there are many nurses that I know who are working hard, many chaplains who are working hard in using this medium to talk to people. In the prisons, in the prisons, many persons are brokenhearted. Many, many prisoners want to commit suicide. Many persons are depressed. They think that there's no hope, but God has not forgotten them. 
and God will never leave nor forsake them. You have to preach the gospel of mercy and grace and favor because it doesn't matter how far in sin you are, there is enough grace to give you a second chance. And that God man got a second chance because somebody ministered to him and told him about Jesus. Praise the Lord. And uh, a song that just flashed in my mind is that a cappella song. Yes. I'm saved like a I'm saved. Powerful. On the cross. Now, just to get back into your musical ministry, what has been the impact of your ministry both on your life and on the life of others? Well, God has been so good to me since 2018, deciding to take this gospel uh, music ministry seriously. I officially launched my album in 2018 in Jamaica, and we, we were able to help my old prep school, Kingsway Prep School. They, they needed some, um, some computers, and we got five brand new computers for the children there at that school. So many lives have been touched through that through the 2018 album launch. And I mean, I've, I've gotten many, many different persons texting me from time to time, hearing my songs on the radio, telling me, boy, this particular song, I mean, not everybody's going to like every song that you, that you write. And as a gospel artist, you have, to, you have to understand that different songs appeal to different people because they speak to a different season in a person's life. Whatever they may go, maybe going through your song, maybe that particular song to help them in that moment. So you have to just write songs and just let let the songs go out there and minister and touch who they need to touch. So many persons have been touched by my ministry, thank God. You know, in Jamaica, I've ministered in Cayman Islands, Turks and Caicos Islands. Uh, my songs are played in some parts of the U.S. where I'm living now. I'm living in Florida. So songs are played in New York, Florida. But more importantly, God allowed me the, the, the opportunity to go to Brazil. Never been to Brazil. I went to Brazil in 2019. I went to Brazil. <laughs> that was just a story by itself. And the Brazilian community, um, Adventist community in Sao Luis, Sao Luis, um, they, they call it the city of tiles, or there's, they call it Little Jamaica. They, they actually have a, a museum to Bob Marley in Sao Luis. And so a lot of Jamaicans are there. A couple, a couple of Jamaicans are there. And I got a chance to be on national television. I did one of my songs there, and I got a chance to, to speak at a church and minister in a concert. God allowed me to meet this young lady called Shadra Bruna. Hopefully one day you get to interview her. She speaks English and Portuguese. Um, she heard this, the same song that you just played to start the program. It's called Pure, my first song that I wrote in a prayer and fasting session with the Lord. It's a prayer. It's actually a prayer to God, asking God, begging God to help me to be pure. And she heard that song via Instagram. Um, so that's why I'm saying to gospel artists, send your songs and have a, have a, have a presence in the, in the social media space, in, on Instagram, um, she heard the song, never knew me from Adams, don't know me at all. And she sent me a message in my inbox saying that she loves this song. She's a Christian singer. And after talking to her, I recognized we, were, we both were Adventists. We both were Adventists. Um, she also ministers with Adventist World Radio too and so forth. So yeah, she, she, she loved the song. We kept on talking and she helped me eventually come to Brazil and we did the concert together. And so a lot of Brazilians were blessed by my ministry there. And I was so grateful for the opportunity God has given me to, to go beyond the walls of in the English speaking countries and to meet other people. So, so God has been, but I remember somebody calling me, telling me that, you know, they wanted to commit suicide, but God blessed them through a song. You know, one of my songs, a friend of mine, she, he plays it every day just to get his day started. And so, you know, there are many testimonies about how God has used this medium of ministry 
to minister to persons and, and to God be the glory. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. To God be the glory. Great things he have done. This question I'm going to ask relates to one of my pet peeves in recent times. There are many talented persons out there. There are gifted musicians, singers, songwriters, poets, among a host of other things. But for some reason they are a bit reluctant in using their God-given talents, their God-given gifts and abilities to share the gospel. Maybe they think that they are a little bit shy. Something around that line. It doesn't really matter. What is your message to, to these individuals in light of this testimony you have just shared? Say a word to them to encourage them to use these gifts to serve the Lord. You know, my, my personal philosophy is anything for Jesus, let me do. And if God has gifted you with a talent, it's only, it's only best to give it back to him. As you stand up for God, God stands up for you. And the Bible says the goodness of God leads to repentance. God has been so good, so you will surrender your all to him. So I would say to you, if you have the inspiration to write poetry, to write music, to sing music, to preach the word, to do whatever it is to bring the gospel out there, I would say to you, keep praying about it and let God give you the courage and the faith um, to push, to press on. You know, person, some persons are shy. They may be afraid to sing. They may be afraid to be on, on a public stage. But eventually the Lord will give you that courage. I mean, I met so many artists that are so phenomenal in the musical industry, you know, singing and playing instruments. When they come off stage, they're like innocent and quiet as a lamb. You never know. You know, that's the same person. Marlon, you're kind of like that too sometimes. You used to sing in the a cappella group. <laughs> you used to be up there, you know, managing this group and being so eccentric and enjoying yourself in the a cappella um, gospel music ministry. But when you come off stage, it's just Marlon. It's a cool guy, you know. And I want to let persons who are listening to this podcast know Marlon is just a good Christian young man. He's just one of those guys that are really cool. And I just want to affirm you for what you're doing um, in, through this medium. But yeah, that's I would say to persons, pray about it and just let go and let God, not I, but Christ. Let the Lord take control and let him do what he needs to do in your life. Throughout your life, you obviously would have had issues to grapple with struggles to overcome what has been your strategy in overcoming your obstacles your challenges your difficulties wow so many things well one of my major struggles at that time was you know world and music the devil used the music of the world to try to pull you out as a young person and growing up you know i was exposed to different forms of music um, being a musician being a musical home musical family but i had to learn Unfortunately, through that experience, losing my friend in a place of amusement, in, in a secular musical context, it forced me to open my eyes to say, listen, you have to do better. Why, why are you in this space, in this place that glorifies the devil? You need to be in a place that glorifies God. So, you know, God has helped me over the years to be more in his presence. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world, Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's the best way to explain it for me. The renewing of my mind. The, word, the Greek phrase in the original language, renewing mind, means a, a mind upgrade, an upgrade. So it's the same Job and White, but God has upgraded my mind level to a different space spiritually with the Lord. So you can't always get the same spot. 
Joban White 2005-2008 is a different Joban White today. It's just like the computer. You may be using a Windows 8, but God is upgrading your, your machine to a higher level in the Windows um, computer software. It's the same machine. It's the same tool, but God is upgrading it. And so that's what God did to me. He allowed me to feed my mind, not with the flesh, not with the secular things of the world. He now renewed my mind to reformat my mind and renew my mind, upgrade my mind. You can't go to an higher, higher software unless you reformat and move up. And so reformatting my mind, because so as a man thinketh, so is he. God allowed me to feast more in his word, to feast more with, in his presence, to pray more. Um, to be more actively involved. That helped me a lot. Once you're actively involved in service for God, it forces you to learn more about him. Because as you pour into others the word of God, the gospel, as you serve others, you also minister to yourself. And so that helped me a lot. That, I would say, was a, the most important thing that helped me over my issue. I got more involved in God's work, in God's music, in God's ministry. And as I ministered to others, I had to go and feed myself. Because as you pour into others, you have to ensure that you have what to pour into. You have to make sure you have what to pour. You know, I always say to my young people, you can't give what you don't have. You can't show what you don't know. You have to know God and have that personal relationship with him. So when the time comes to minister, you have what it takes to minister. <laughs> and so, of course, as I fed more on the word of God, as I doubled and went deeper into the ministry of God, as I fasted and prayed, then my mind now didn't want the things of the world. I could hear a dancehall song. I could hear a rap song, a hip hop song. And it doesn't affect me because my mind doesn't want that. My mind is now feasting on spiritually uplifting gospel worship songs that bring me closer to God. Well, now a bit of a mischievous question. So I've listed a list of the things that you currently do. You're a preacher, you're a songwriter, you're a recording artist, you're a counselor, among other things that you do. Tell me now, is there something that you're not good at? <laughs> Many things. <laughs> you know, I was saying to my wife the other day that, you know, wherever, wherever I lack, she helps me with. You know, she's very good at organizing. Kid you not, a simple thing as making the, the best PowerPoints, she's better than me. PowerPoint presentation. I mean, I can do them, but to start from scratch to do it all so beautiful and make all those graphics and all, uh-uh. I'm not as technically savvy as people think I am. I have all my gadgets, but I have, a person show me, and it's, they show me for a while, and then I get, get the hang of it. I'm not a computer genius. I'm not as technical and savvy as, as persons may think. So that's one thing I know I'm not good at. So the computer stuff and all those, those technical stuff, um, you know, I wish I was that talented there. <laughs> you know, but thank God in the body of Christ, you know, God sends people in your life to help you with graphics, with social media stuff, with marketing, all these things, persons help you along the way to your purpose, to your will. You know, so that's why it's so important, guys, to have to be, be careful of who is in your immediate circle, you know, <laughs> who is in your community, you know. <laughs> that, is, that is 
That is、right. so important. What would you say、uh, is one of the keys to maintaining balance in your life? Because you touch on having a, a wife, and I can hear the joy, the exuberant、yes. voice when you mention her. What is the key to maintaining balance in in your life? Balance is important. There's something called sila. It's it's a word in the in the Hebrew that means rest. That means balance. It means to have a restful mind, mindfulness. It, it's in it's in most of the the Psalms, Psalmist David's Psalms. You know, in the Psalms,、um, you will see the word "sila." You know, so for me, having the mind to know that you have one body, there's one mind, and you have to balance and take care of God's temple. So what I try to do is, you know, make more time for. For you know myself with God, I'm a pastor, and and sometimes it's overwhelming. Persons want to have a hold of you. Somebody wants to sing. Somebody wants to preach here. Somebody needs counseling, and it can be overwhelming when you're pouring into others, when you're trying to help others, when you're trying to minister. But you can get spiritually burnt out. And so to create that balance, I really deliberately try to find time to turn off my phone and exercise. You know, go and meditate on the Word. Take a time out, jogging with my wife or walking with my wife, enjoying nature. You know, we talk, we 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 do programs together.、Um, you know, having a good time in in the park. You know, stuff like that. I love nature a lot, so that's where my my balance is: finding time with nature, finding time in the word, writing songs, being in the studio. That helps me to find that balance between work and the personal time with the Lord. So, sila, sila, rest, having a restful mind. You may not have to rest in terms of sleeping, but restfully giving your your mind some time to reflect and to meditate upon God. This question it's a twofold question. So, number one, what is your advice to individuals who are contemplating getting started in the、uh, music ministry? That's number one, and number two. What is next on the horizon for you in terms of your music production, and also where can individuals find you on the internet if they would want to access copies of your production? Somebody who wants to do ministry, if it's music ministry, pastoral ministry, counseling, whatever it is, once it's ministry, I'd say to you firstly, consult God, pray to God, go in some days of fasting. And making sure that this is what God wants you to do. When God has confirmed it, He will confirm it in whatever way possible. He will. He will confirm it. When he, when you get that confirmation,、um, work at your craft. You know, be diligent at, at it. I'm a perfectionist, unfortunately. Sometimes <laughs> I, I'm just all about because I believe we should give our best to God. In the secular world, these DJs, these singers, they go all out in spending hours in studio. You know, spending time. And they're doing all kinds of stuff that are not pleasing to God, but they're putting out some very good material in in the musical sense. We as people of God should strive for excellence. God desires our best. You know, the song says, "Give up your best to the Master." So, number two, after getting confirmation, work at your craft. If you need to go get some help in lessons in music, singing, musical instruments, go on YouTube, read. Um, get advice. I would say number three. After diligently, you know, working at your craft and getting the, the lessons that you need for your musical venture, whether it's singing or instrumentation or whatever, is musically. Number three, find a mentor. Find somebody who has done the work, who has been there before you, who has been through the experiences, and allow them to guide you and humble yourself to take the guidance. You know, I have spiritual mentors. 
and I have musical mentors who have been through more than I have and they can advise me. Never you be too proud not to humble yourself to take advice. And finally, spend time in God's presence. It's not about you. You can be gifted, but not anointed. I say to my young people all the time, even some, some of these singers I sing with, you know, in our, in our devotion and so forth, I say to them, listen, the choirs, the praise teams that I have in my church, I say, listen, many of you can sing very well. You can make some melodious melodies. You, you're a talented musician, but you may not have the anointing. You can be gifted, but not anointed. Pray and ask the Lord to give you that anointing. Stay under that anointing because only the anointing really reaches souls. Your giftedness, anybody can sing. Anybody can play an instrument. You know, you can, you can be gifted in that way when I say anybody, but not everybody is um, anointed. You know, you've been to some church services, uh, Marlon, and you see some, some talented singers and they sing, and you're like, wow, that person can sing so well. But are they reaching souls? Are they under the anointing? But you see somebody else come up and they get such a, a bit of feedback. People are moved more. People are coming to the altar, giving their lives to Jesus. It was not that that person is not a better singer. It's just that maybe they spend more time with God. And so the more you spend time with God, I'm begging him to send that anointing to give you that spiritual connection. Then that connection will show and it will touch others. You know, that, that's what I would say for, for that. Right now, I'm in Orlando, Florida, and I have two churches. So what I've been doing is the other songs that I'm writing now for this new year are songs that will be able to be added in my music, in my pastoral ministry. As I preach, I could sing with the praise team. I'm writing music that has a message for kingdom building, for helping persons to find a closer walk to Jesus. I'm writing music now to uplift the soul and music that can be used in the Christian Christian work in Christian ministry. Worship leaders can take my songs and use it in their worship services. They can use it in their music ministry or outdoor music ministry, at concerts, at in, in, in whatever medium. That's the kind of songs I'm writing. I'm writing songs for the world to bring this message of salvation to mankind. And so my newest single is going to be released actually on the 21st of January, January 21st. It's going to be released. And um, it's going to be available. It's called Everything Lord. That's my newest single available on all digital platforms. So how can you find Jovan White? You can find me on Instagram at Minister J Music. That's M-I-N-I-S-T-E-R-J, um, the letter J, music, M-U-S-I-C, music. So Minister J music you can find me on instagram minister j music or you can type in my name j-o-v-a-n-w-h-y-t-e that's jovan white white with a y and on youtube my name jovan white j-o-v-a-n-w-h-y-t-e you can type in my name and subscribe to my youtube channel you can find me on facebook with the same name jovan white j-o-v-a-n and the last name, W-H-Y-T-E. So that's where you can find my music. Um, my music is also available on Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and Spotify. Jovan White. Just type in my name and you will find me. <laughs> and let's connect. You can send me a message if you need me to sing, to preach, to share this testimony. Send me a message in my Instagram, on my Facebook, through Spotify. Just send me a message and I'll be happy to, to share ministry with you. 
my listeners, he has just shared with us a list of the places you can access his music on the internet. Pastor Jovan White, I must once more say thanks for taking the time out to join us on the Upward Way. I truly enjoy listening to your story. We have been speaking with Pastor Jovan White. He presently serves as the senior pastor at the Wildermere and Emmanuel Seventh-day Adventist Churches in Orlando, Florida. Just before you go, do you have any parting words to share with our listeners? I would want to I want to say to persons who are listening, you know, it's a difficult season that we're in and many persons are affected by the COVID-19 virus, this great pandemic. But I wanted to let somebody know, don't focus on what's around you. Focus on the God who is above you. Shift your perspective from what's below to who is above. Jesus is the prescription. He's an answer for this crisis. And prayer is the medicine. So keep your eyes on Jesus and keep on praying to God as he will lead you and guide you in this season. Storms don't come to stay. They come to pass. So this too shall pass. Let's keep our faith grounded and our courage and our trust in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So thank you so much, Brother Marlon, for allowing me to be on the upward way. And um, of course, persons can find me again on YouTube by typing in my name, Jovan White, um, and of course, Minister J Music on Instagram. And they can call me or text me via WhatsApp at 754-317-9455. The error code is 754. So the number is 754-317-9455. God bless you all. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to The Upward Way. I do hope you enjoyed listening to Pastor White's story of his experience with God and how he got started into the gospel ministry. Do join us again next week as we will have another interesting guest sharing his or her stories with you. But just before we go, I will share with you another snippet of his music. world.